Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's a Thursday. It is ugly out there today. Man, oh man, oh man. Guests on our show received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan, the package has arrived on line number eight. Thank you very much. Roos Chris uh, Steakhouse, proud supporter of Oilers Now for uh, the last eight years and been with Oilers Lunch or Oilers Now for all ten seasons. Roos Chris follows sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie, Brendan, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. All right. Many moons ago, our next guest was part of a prolific tandem uh, that appeared on the Edmonton Radio Waves. And yesterday, uh, we had Edmonton sporting icon Brian Hall grace us with his presence and then go on to dominate an hour and a half worth of conversation, which I'm sure our next guest never experienced back in the day. We welcome, from the Denver Broncos organization, where he's director of special services, Fred Fleming. Fred, it's Bob Stoffer. Uh, I had you on about eight or nine years ago. Thank you for doing our show. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing terrific. We just finished practice. It looks like the rain clouds are coming in. And so, yeah, glad you don't have Halsey there with you because he'd take over the whole interview. And that, that never used to happen to you, did it? <laughs> I remember John Farlinger and I were at a Super Bowl. We were sitting, I mean, the team, we checked, the team checked in with us. And Halsey asked us to call in on the topic of sport or something on a Sunday morning. We called in. Never got a word in edgewise. Yeah, I know about those Super Bowls. Those people, they do this, they do that. He just went on. He really got it going pretty good. And they called us Brian's breathers. When he took a chance, just a breath, we could talk. The greatest, one of the greatest lines ever uh, that John Farlinger had. Uh was that uh, Brian Hall's funeral be, will be the most attended funeral in the history of the city of Edmonton because I honestly believe if you give people what they want, they will come up. <laughs> 
I howled so I was at an Eskimo dinner about ten or twelve years ago. How long did you, Fred? How long did you uh, work in the Edmonton market for? Uh, sort of uh, as a uh, you know point counterpoint guy. How did that whole thing get started with Halsey back in the day? Well, I, what happened was when my career was over with the Calgary Stampeders, I went up to move uh, to work for the uh, Bolin family, yep. uh, running a trucking company called Fleetway Trucking. And at the time, Brian had uh, Henry Singer was uh, his color guy back in the day. And uh, somehow I got an opportunity to uh, to interview with Brian. Uh, I worked along with Henry Singer and Brian Hall and... Uh, it just, uh, the rest of it is just the best part of my life. I had more fun than you can imagine. And as you know, Bob, the thing about Halsey, you can think all the things you want people to think. Down deep, that's a pretty good guy he's right a good, there. If you, when you meet him, he's a good guy. On the yeah. air, my, my, my father, who has long since passed, was you know, like on, on the point-counterpoint days, he was a Fred Fleming guy, right? He was not a Halsey yeah. guy. But yeah. uh, that was, and, and I mentioned this yesterday when I had Brian on, my first cognitive radial uh, memory was uh, when I was seven, the 1973 Western Final, the Eskimos getting back to the Grey Cup. It was just such a big deal at that time for the city because they'd been away obviously you know i hadn't played the great cup since 1960 so do you have a do you have a favorite uh sort of eskimo story from your time with the eskimos before you went to work with uh, uh the Bolin family with the broncos you know i have i bob i have to tell you something back in the day uh, when i was working with halsey i, I i'm just going to be straight honest with you it's the most fun i've ever had <laughs> there's no doubt about the fact that working over there with halsey and the old call letters cjca yeah uh and, you know, Terry Strain is going to be coming down to a game this year, uh, and I'll have a chance to have dinner with him. Uh, it was the best days, the, the late uh, Bob Lang. I mean, you remember this? Bob Lang used to wear a hairpiece that was worth a dollar fifty-five, and everybody used to make fun of him on the air. And when I first started at CJCA, at that time it was Bob Arnold was the morning man. Right. And uh, he asked me, he knew I was nervous and all the other things, and a straight guy, and he said, did you see Bob Lang this morning? And I said, you know, a lot of our listeners, we're on the air live, I said, a lot of listeners uh, don't realize that Bob Lang is a program manager, which means he's a boss, and I think you guys should show him more respect. Oh, he said, Fred, I didn't mean to upset you. He said, I just asked you if you saw Bob Lang this morning. And I said, as a matter of fact, I haven't. He said, I just want to warn you when you do, be careful. He's got the hairpiece on backwards, and everybody keeps saying goodbye to him. <laughs> and I'm supposed to come out doing sports, and I'm laughing so hard I could hardly get it out. But oh, man. They, were, they were great days over there for sure. Uh, how long How long have you now worked for, what's it been, like 25 years with the Broncos, Fred? How long have you worked for them? This is my 29th season. Wow. Uh, I'm going into 30 training camps. And, Bob, uh, I don't know too much about hockey. I don't get the chance to go to their camps. Right. But our camps have changed uh, 360 degrees. Uh, we don't we, – we used to practice twice a day. I uh, have 120 guys at camp. Yep. You hit in the morning. You hit in the afternoon. Uh, you ended the practice with uh, goal line offense and defense, which meant you were going to get hit and have to hit somebody. And all of that is gone now. Uh, we're so – uh, conscious about head injuries and all the other things that training camp is mainly the coach gets in uh, and you almost have to be a psychologist today with these players anyway uh, the way that uh, all of them take their different paths but it's a it's a continuation of uh, all day uh, at the facility practice in the morning 
and uh, then they have sometimes a walk through in the afternoon. But of course, we were able to start a week earlier this year because uh, the Denver Broncos will be playing the Atlanta Falcons in Canton, and then I'll be leaving for Canton, Ohio on Monday as I'll be doing the advance with our uh, operations guy, Chip Conway. All right. We're joined by Fred Fleming. He's Director of Special Services with the Denver Broncos. Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Uh, Fred, I did uh, the U of A play-by-play for a number of years, but I'm a huge um, SEC football fan. Right. We'll get to John Elway in a second, but yeah, I'm specifically an Alabama fan. I'm not the biggest Florida fan, but you had Tim Tebow. That one year that uh, was the mo- one of the most remarkable runs, because with all due respect to Tim, in terms of quarterbacking ability, you know, it's debatable in terms of how good he was, but he took the team on an incredible run. And it was a national phenomenon that year, wasn't it, really? What, what went on with Tim? And you guys I- went on like a seven or eight game winning streak. Yeah, I've I've never I've never experienced anything like it. My years with the Broncos, in as much as what you've just described, Tim Tebow was a very very and is a very nice young man, uh, not a quarterback. <laughs> uh, but Adam Gase at the time, uh, along with Mike McCoy, they got in there, they worked with him, they got it going, and we we had things as you said, we had a kind of a good run. But the thing about Tebow was it wasn't a matter of handling him as the athlete it was that crowd that followed him we've never had the crowds at training camp even with peyton manning that we had with tim tebow i mean it was it was the most unbelievable thing that i've ever seen but uh the following was fantastic you know he's got a heavy obviously the the listeners know this because they're smart you know they they get sports that they're listening to a show called the letters now i mean he had a a heavy christian background support him and it just like every every time we're on so i'm on the road with the Oilers doing the games with jack during the season and wherever we went you know espn it was like the top story (laughs) every day like you, you you couldn't believe the day of a game at, at, at Invesco Field, there would be a choir singing Christian songs as he was coming down. It, I, like, I'd never seen anything like it. So it was just one of those things. And to do security for him was just uh, unbelievable because wherever he went, he just got mobbed. And John Elway, I was his security guy for the last uh, seven years that he played. And uh, he drew the big crowds as well, but nothing like the Tebow. It was, like you said, it was a Christian following. Yeah. Did you ever see the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 that they did on, uh, specifically on John Elway and Dan Marino and how yep. the Broncos, I mean, it was brilliantly done, you know, the six quarterbacks going in the uh, the 83 draft. Uh, and John mm-hmm. was such a special, special guy as a player. Maybe you can educate our listeners in terms of, you know, the man, John Elway, because you got well, to be around him on a day by day basis, Fred. But Bob, the, the, I think the best way you could describe John Elway is that his personality off the field was equal to his ability on the field. I mean, it, John was just, and and it still is today. I don't know where we would be without John Elway uh, running our football operations. And you know as well as I in the media, there's people that they have their own sure. little uh, argument that they think this should be done or that should be done or whatever. But John Elway is a first class. There's no question about it. And uh, I'm, I'm strictly a number seven guy. You can tell that I love the guy. Yeah. And he's done so much for this organization. I used to ask him how he could walk so straight. He said, what are you talking about? I said, you're carrying an entire organization on your shoulders when he was a player. 
I mean, the guy was phenomenal and and uh, and a great leader. Not a yelling leader, but just got out there and did it by example. And uh, there, there's never been another one. We were lucky, and Peyton Manning came to the Denver Broncos because of John Elway. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we're very fortunate to have him, and uh, we're an organization now that. And well, you got to be honest about it, Bob. I mean, our leaders now passed on, and yep. Pat Bolin, he's got his children, and uh, to see what happens in that scenario, his brother Bill Bolin still lives in Edmonton and comes comes down to all the games, and I'll see him when he's in Canton because it's big for the city of Denver, Bob, that, that Pat Bowen is getting inducted into the, the National Football League Hall of Fame. I mean, it is huge here. Yeah. It, it's as big as it was when John went in. Well, it, the thing that strikes me with John uh, was that when Pat said, this one's for you, John, when because he took all those years, right? I mean, he was the number one overall yep. pick in the 83 draft, and then yep. it didn't happen overnight. The Broncos lost a bunch of Super Bowls, and then when they finally got the first one, then they went back-to-back. But it was Pat that sort of honored John, and then when – uh, when Peyton Manning, who John brought in, uh, you know, in the, in the defense really that year, won the Super Bowl for the Broncos. Right. Of course, it was John that right. said this one's for Pat. And that was yeah. a real – I think that, Fred, does that not better than anything illustrate the relationship that those two had? Uh, I, I think you're absolutely right, and, and I get goosebumps when you said it. You know, I just kind of – you know, the hair stands up because uh, it was just – the most amazing thing, and and I felt that John would do do that. Those two guys. Last night, it's odd that I'm talking to you about this today because last night I watched YouTube uh, John Elway John Elway's retirement yeah. and uh, how tough it was for him to walk away from the game. Because Bob, as you know, and all the athletes you talk to, there's two ways you leave a game: you leave it physically or mentally, and to leave it physically is tougher than to leave it mentally because yeah. mentally you're finished with the game but when you still want to play and physically you can't do it and that's what really happened to john right fred fleming joining us a uh, longtime edmonton sports media personality former cfl player director of special services with the denver broncos bob Stoffer with you in orders now uh i remember when uh when when, when the word got out on you know that uh, john was going to move on uh from tim tebow and he said something to the effect of Look, I'm not a, I'm not looking for a guy here to marry my daughter. If I was looking for a guy to marry my daughter, Tim would be my guy. I'm looking for a quarterback for my team. And then, boom, Peyton Manning uh, ends up with the Broncos. And I, I, I think one of his first games he threw, like, seven touchdown passes. You dealt with Peyton, uh, unbelievable guy in terms of uh, uh, a spokesperson for companies, and he's obviously got a sense of humor. What was he like to be around? Uh, very good. Very good. I, I, I would say this, Bob, that in the years that I've been here, the Denver Broncos, being with John, um, John was would never, he, you just kind of knew his habits. So after being with him for a while, I knew what to do. But the phones weren't out, uh, Bob. When the phones came out, that's when athletes lost their total privacy. And with when you would be with John speaking, you'd just stand at the back, make sure nobody, you know, bothered him and time to go. We left. 
with Peyton, if Peyton was up uh, making a speech to a, a company or organization, he didn't want people obviously taping his speech. That's up to him to do that. And you'd have to walk around the back and just make sure that people didn't have their phones on taping what he was saying. And and I, I, I the way I would describe it is, Pate was a little bit more high maintenance, but it was due to the our modern generation, the telephone. And you, you deal with these guys. These young guys today, I, I, I have a tough time even dialing a number on my cell phone. And these guys do all this texting and do all this stuff, and it's the worst thing that's happened to our society, in my opinion. I tell you what, I, just some of the these young guys that uh, say things and take pictures and send them around it's amazing to me i'm i'm glad i can all i have a tough time phoning it all right on it we got i got a couple more questions for you fred uh, obviously von miller leads that defense but joe flacco coming in is uh, is he going to be the number one quarterback this year at least to start the year oh i i don't think there's any doubt yeah joe joe flacco is a number one guy the thing that you got to remember about joe is the years that he spent in Baltimore, who was the number one guy in Baltimore? It was a defensive guy, right? Yeah. And so uh, Flacco's not your most uh, vocal kind of guy. He's not out there yelling and directing and all of that stuff. But you can see where he's the consummate pro, the way he operates. And and I think, you know, when we take a look at the, at the football team, somebody's going to have to step up to kind of be the leader because, as you know, in sports, there has to be somebody on that field that's kind of the in the locker room that's the commander-in-chief, if you know what I mean, and it can't be the head coach. Yeah. Uh, well, and he's won there in the playoffs, too, right? With the uh, He's pulled off yep. some upsets, if I recall correctly, when he was with the Raiders. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. interesting situation last year uh, because Lamar Jackson, I mean, Flacco got a little bit nicked up in uh, Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, who some people didn't think was ready, kind of took on that job, and now he's the number one with, with the Ravens. Hey, just to wrap up, Fred, you mentioned Pat Bolin, and I don't want to make this too difficult for you, but this is an Edmonton show. Uh, my uncle... Uh, uh, Mel Rackham up Rockley, who long has since passed, worked for Bolin and Batoni back in the day. Uh, he was in accounts, uh, payable mm-hmm. and receivable, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was a bigger yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the Bolin family's obviously been very close to you over the years. Uh, it's great that there's recognition for Pat and all his contributions to the it, It's a tremendous success story with an Edmonton connection in terms of uh, what that family was able to do and make the Broncos, you know, a top-flight NFL organization. You know, Pat Bolin, uh, I remember his dad, Paul Bolin, owned region drilling, and his uh, mother, Arvella, who I was Paul Bears at both their funerals. And... Uh, Pat came down here, and he was called one of the young guns in the National Football League, and he kind of took the bull by the horns as he did with his family and running things after his parents had passed on. Uh, Pat was a great leader. Uh, Pat was not, he was an introvert. He, he wasn't that outspoken as some people might think. You know, it was hard to tell that uh, Pat all of a sudden was developing Alzheimer's because he never talked very much. He would come in and say hello and that sort of thing. Uh, one of the greatest owners in the National Football League in its history and one of the finest owners in professional sports on both sides of the border. Uh, just a great guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we all, uh, we're all here for, I've always said, we have no say in coming and we have no say in going, but we certainly can say thanks for the time we've been here. So uh, thanks to Pat Bowen, I'm where I am. 
Yeah. Well, and you've had a great run, Fred. Hey, we appreciate you taking time joining us here in Oilers now. Uh, have uh, have the best of time next week in Canton at the Hall of Fame game, okay? Yes, Bob. Thanks very much, and thanks for thinking of me and having me as part of your show. I really enjoyed it. Hi to Edmonton. There you go. That is Fred Fleming. Yes, Fred Fleming. Uh, text coming in saying, uh, John Elway from the Stanford University. That comes to us from Fear the Fin. Uh, <laughs> I worked with, uh, Tim says, I worked with Fred and Halsey on weekends at CJSA. What a prince of a guy. He took me through the Broncos dressing room years later when I was in Denver and listening today has brought back some special memories. Uh, that comes to us from Tim again. You can text us at 630, 630. Uh, lots of texts coming in on uh, Fred's appearance. And, and you know what? I don't know if we've, you know, the early days of total sports, certainly during the lockout year in 0405, uh, you know, Mark and me had some battles, but... And, and that's sports talk radio. There needs to be some compelling conversations. That's part of it. And, and, you know, on a show called Oilers Now, we're in the middle of the summer. Not a lot gets done on these sort of – we discussed this yesterday, right? It's, they're not all – there's not a lot going on around the league over the five – you know, about a six-week window from July 15th till the end of August. That's just the reality of the situation. And sometimes you have to get creative. And when I think of a guy that's had an interesting career, but also a guy that I grew up and I I like Fred Fleming. Like he he had, I think there was an appreciation for what he had. And sometimes uh, that's maybe uh, uh, lost on some people. Uh, but anyhow, uh, unique relationship. Brendan, who's your favorite NFL team? Houston Texans. You're a Texans guy. Yeah, big Deshaun Watson guy. Uh, yeah, but I was I was on that bandwagon before he came. I was Brian Cushing actually, their linebacker out of USC. He was sort of what drew me to he, that, and then JJ Watt and concussion you know, issues for Cushing, right? That sort of derailed his. It, it was knees in the first place. He uh, didn't he, he, didn't he, he had, get knocked? Didn't he? Didn't he have a really ugly concussion though? Too something happened to him that was just like a bad one, like a decerebrate concussion on the field. Cushing, I'm thinking of. So anyhow, uh, you know, are you a Deshaun guy now? Absolutely. Now, there, there's a hell of a leader at a young age, isn't Deshaun Watson, from what I can understand. So I, I like, uh, I like a lot of what that team's got going for him. Well, obviously, as a guy who watches the Alabama Crimson Tide each week, to watch what Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. did in consecutive uh, national championship games against Mama, and the first one it was largely him. The second one, they had some playmakers in some other positions. Yeah. It was still largely. He's a special player. Um, and for guys that are, everybody's in a fantasy football pool. Like If you're listening to a show called Oilers Now, I would suggest that 80% of our listeners, four to five of our listeners, are probably in a fantasy football pool of some sort. Deshaun Watson's an interesting guy because he, you know what? He's a better passer than a guy like Lamar Jackson, at least at this stage. Um, mind you, that Lamar Jackson performance when... Uh, they rolled in there with Louisville and took on Clemson. He almost beat him, and Clemson had way better athletes and a way better defensive line. That was a, an amazing uh, Saturday night. I, I'm getting derailed here. This is Oilers now. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oscar Plathbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. All right, let's go to our Heartland 4 text line at 6.30, The Chiseler out of Vegas says, Bob, I'm not wearing a $1.99 airpiece. I'm not a psychologist nor a security guy. But in having the best show, one of the young guns, any chance to change it to Bob's breathers? More fabulous Fleming on your show, man. 
and Halsey as well. Bob, I heard you're gracing Vegas in mid-August. Is there any truth to that? And just wrapping up, Seahawks and Clemson Tigers are my team. I'm getting derailed out. That one comes to us from the... The Seahawks, aren't you kind of forced now? The Seahawks have kind of, they became kind of a, look, they were good for a number of years. They had an excellent defense, ball hawking secondary, all that kind of stuff. Pete Carroll, who did a you know, great job at USC, a real good coach, you know, and I think knows how to tap into today's players. But for a generation before that, you know, until their recent success, we were force-fed Seattle Seahawks football. Like, we ended up having to watch them every... So I'm personally not a guy that was super, super big on the Seahawks. I'll be honest. In the 70s, I was a Cowboys fan. Texas at 630, 630. Danny G says, uh, or Darcy says, uh, go Patriots. Well, you knew that was... Actually, we got a big Patriots fan coming up at uh, 135 today. Because Dave Campbell is a big Patriots fan. Houston. Well, the last guy that uh, was in your role, he was a Bengals fan. Yeah, now producer Brad Whisker, a Tennessee Titans fan. That's yeah. what I love about the NFL. It's so versatile up here in Canada. You can be a fan of anybody. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of who I'm starting that week in my fantasy pools. You know what I'm saying? All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Al May. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.